Welcome to the Dr. Mudgill podcast. Man, this is a this was just like an impromptu podcast <laughs> yes, that we put was. together. Uh, Ken Jocelyn, for those of you who aren't aware, is uh, he's a force of a human. <laughs> um, he uh, he'll tell us his whole story, but he's a pastor turned uh, real estate entrepreneur, turned podcast host, turned author. Now he's a full time motivational. I guess I was, you're more than just a motivational speaker. Yeah. You're, you're, you're just a motivational guy. You got masterminds. You're mentoring folks. Um, and I met, you know, we're actually the power of social media. We actually yeah. met via Instagram, like, I don't know, it must have been like a year and a half ago or a year. Yeah, right during, right during COVID or right after COVID started. Yeah, so all of us were just kind of biding our time and trying to get through COVID. And I think a lot of folks became pretty active on social media. Um, and we actually met just because of our similar mm-hmm. interests and in trying to help people <laughs> maximize their potential. And I actually was on your podcast for for a bit there, and uh, I'm excited to have you on mine, man. So welcome to the Doctor Mike. Dude, I'm I'm honored to be here, man. Anytime I get to hang out with you is a good time. It's been a minute since I flew into New York City, and we all had lunch downtown yeah. that time. Yeah. So funny story. So Ken now, um, and he'll tell us a bit more about it. Basically, flies all around the country, speaking and mentoring folks. So Ken was in town. It was last winter, actually. Yeah. When you were in town, and uh, we met on Friday for lunch. You were mentoring someone in New Hampshire. Yeah, and yeah, you flew one down, on one client. Yep, you flew down just to have hang out in the city for a day, basically just, just to have lunch. Yeah, just to see day. you and a couple other guys. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, and then uh, you flew out that day back to mm-hmm. Birmingham where mm-hmm. you live, and mm-hmm. your client flew back to New Hampshire. But I, you know, what I thought about that was, I thought that was very like it was very impressive to me that oh. you did that. You know, because you'd already you'd been in New Hampshire. It was a Friday. I'm sure, you wanted to get back to your family. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a big part of your platform is making connections, building yeah, bridges, yeah. you know, putting folks in the same room. You say that a lot, you know, like, who are you in the room with? Yeah. Make sure you're in the room with people who are thinking bigger, thinking, mm-hmm. big, you, know, you know, just folks that can inspire you. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you made that trip down there, first of all, it meant a lot to me. Yeah, I appreciate that, that. You know, you wanted to be in the same room as, as a guy like me. <laughs> um, but it was it was awesome. It was awesome getting to know you and just kind of. And I know we've spoken about this before, and I've commented on some of your posts. Like you're a guy that's just like—I mean, you're full of a tremendous amount of energy, but you're really just a very motivating guy. You have like all these like sweet little three or four word catchphrases that are contagious. You mm-hmm. know, like you know, I walked away from that lunch like thinking of all these like little phrases you mm-hmm. have, and you know, the more I say this a lot in my own platform, the more you s- to hear those things, the more it starts to become a part of you. You know. So yeah. thanks for sharing all that stuff. And thanks for doing all you do, man. No, man, I appreciate it. Yeah, the, you talk about relationships. You know, people ask me all the time, how do you get around some of the people you get around? Like I have I have an unbelievable mastermind. We were talking a little bit off air about our mastermind, several eight-figure earners, a lot of seven-figure earners. I've got a text thread with, there's six of us on it. Three or four of those guys are eight-figure earners. We text every day back and forth. I usually kick it off with whatever scripture I'm reading and then pictures of the kids. Gary Brecka's on there. Gary's working with Dana White for the UFC. Dana White just got on a podcast and talked about his journey with Gary the last couple of weeks. He's down like 33 pounds off all his meds, I mean, everything. He's just wow. absolutely – he's transformed his physical body, which in turn has transformed his life. But I have some I have some very amazing friends. Our conference in January, um, John Maxwell, Ed Milet, Randy Garn, Amber Laga, the, the Tony Anthony Robbins. Trucks. I, on one, I saw Tony Robbins. On yeah, one I was with Tony. I was with Tony and Dean at Brent Gove, who's one of my guys on that text thread. Brent's one of the top guys at EXP. Brent just had his Build Twenty Two conference in Dallas uh, last month. And uh, Dean was there. Randy, uh, literally, it was my buddy Jeff. I was telling you about from Calabasas. Me, Gary, his wife. Brent Gove, Randy, 
um, Dean Graziosi, and then Glenn Stearns from Undercover Billionaire, and then Glenn Sanford, the CEO. He's a billionaire CEO for for uh, EXP. And then Tony, obviously, Tony spoke for, supposed to be two and a half hours. He went 345. The first time I have ever seen him in person blew me away. Yeah. Uh, but it's just the power of relationships, guy. And people have, they ask me all the time, how do you get relationships with people like this? And my go-to is, man, I want something for them, not from them. Yeah. Literally, I don't, I don't want anything from them. Like, I'm a connector. I'm like, like even when you and I meet, who do you need to know? Which is why I flew down here yeah. that time. Like, who do, who, who's, who's around you that you don't know that I do that could benefit what you're doing and vice versa? Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's um, your Gary Vee always, like, talks about that as well. You know, sort of like you're, you're adding value. You know, you're, yeah. it's give, 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 and mm-hmm. then maybe ask, yeah. you know, and. I think that's such a great lesson for anybody, you know, in really any field in anything that you do, you know, it's really the the power of giving. And I talk about this a lot too. Whatever you put out into the world, you know, the good karma, it comes out like tenfold to be honest with you. I think you're a perfect example of that, man. So can you talk to me or us a little bit about like the transitions in your life and how Mm. like, you know, because, you know, we were just talking off air. You don't really even, you're a real, you're a big, pretty big time real estate entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. like like $250 Mm -hmm. million Mm -hmm. in sales, Mm -hmm. something crazy like that. But you're not even running your real estate business much anymore. No, yeah. I don't I don't wake up in the morning thinking about real estate. <laughs> we do real estate with EXP. We just closed a couple of deals yesterday or day before yesterday. Uh, I've done probably close to 300 to 320 million in real estate transactions. But I've got a young guy on my team. He was an accountant full-time making about 70K. I said, dude, come with me. Let me teach you how to do real estate. I do have a passion for taking guys who have never made six figures and helping them make six figures. Like that to me is as rewarding as it is when I get paid. And so I told Chase, I said, listen, come work with me. His first year, he did about 65, 70K all, part-time, almost as much as he was making as an accountant. And he just left his job last week, week before last to come on full-time to run the team. Like it's, I've handed it to him here. This is your baby. You run with it. Let's, and let's basically walk through. I've got the expertise. If you need anything, let me know. But you run this side of the real estate business. And so that's been an easy transition. I've just, I've always found, that if I'm doing what I feel like God's called me to do, he's put purpose in my heart and I am building relationships and connecting people and doing what I do, whether it be in my community, my mastermind, my conference, my podcast, my book, any of those kind of things. God always brings the right people in my life. Always, always, always brings the right people in my life. And I shared with you off air just a minute ago, call last week with a, uh, with a legit billionaire. It's funny today because everybody thinks they're a billionaire. Um, legit billionaire on a call. We had a 15 minute calendar scheduled. We talked for almost an hour and a half. It's like an hour and 27 minutes. And towards the last 10 minutes of the call, he asked me, can, what can I do for you? I want to do something for you. I said, dude, I don't, I don't need you to do anything for me. No, no, no. What can I do for you? I said, Vic, you know what, you know what you can do? I said, come to my mastermind in Scottsdale, November the 1st through the 4th and meet the people that I get to do life with. Because there's some guys in there that I think could help you in what I know what he's wanting to do in the future, which he'll be coming out with soon. I know what you want to do. Why don't you come meet some of the guys? I guarantee you there are guys you're going to be in, meet in there that you'll be friends for life with, and they're going to help you. <clears throat> they're going to help you do what you want to do and get it done quicker. So who are some of those guys in your life? Though? Oh, man, I got Randy Garns in there. Um, Randy's on the board with Tony Robbins, best friends with Dean Graziosi, guys like Gary Brecca, who's partners with, with Grant Cardone and 10X Health Systems. Um, Gary's, man, helping Dana White right now. He's just on the Kardashians TV show last month. 
Um, he's one of the top biohackers in the world. Uh, one of the most phenomenal human beings. Uh, Brent goes one of the top guys at EXP. I was sharing with you a little bit about Brent, 35,000 agents, um, you know, multi, you know, seven figure a month income guy. Uh, my buddy, master Jeff, who Forbes magazine calls the, the Tony Robbins of Persia, this huge events overseas, um, just launched his second or third network marketing company last week in Malaysia and in the United States. Lives in Calabasas, across the street from one of the the Kardashians, and down the street from Donald Trump's ex wife. Super, uber successful guys, but amazing human beings. There is equal, um, equally amazing human beings as they are successful in business. So, like, what are some of the specifics though? Like, like what, like tangible things do these guys provide in your life? Like, you know, so like, you, know, you meet them, you're kind of rolling. Yeah, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you one but thing. Like, like, give me like a specific. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you one thing on a mindset issue. Um, I was at Jeff's last at the beginning of the year last year was out at his pool and he just said, what are your goals? And I'm not the, nobody ever asked me what my goals are. I'm usually the guy going, dude, what do you want to get done? Doc, what are you trying to get done this year? I'm the guy. I just spoke at Josh York's gym guys, annual recharge this morning, which is why I'm here in, in Long Island in New York city. And, uh, and that's what I did. I talked about goal setting. What are your goals? Like my goals are crystal clear. And Jeff looked, looked at me and he goes, what are your goals this year? And I said, I want to make a million dollars this year. I said, I want to clear me. I want to put a million dollars in for myself this year. And he leaned across the table and he looked at me. He goes, a month or a week? I said, no, 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 no. Five, our goal this year is 5.192 million to, in, in GSD. I said, I want to clear a million dollars for me personally this year. And he leaned across the table again. He goes, a month or a week? And I looked at him and I went, oh. <laughs> he was not letting me settle with yeah. that a million dollars a year was enough. He was like, I want you to think bigger. Like I'm talking about some tangible things like that, the, the amazing thing about our mastermind with all of the different people that we have in, real estate professionals, um, some of the top podcasts and authors and speakers in the country, uh, we've got some of the top, I, I said real estate guys, some, some, of, some of the top multifamily investment guys. I mean, literally, it's all across the board. Some of the top chiropractors, one of the top dentists in a huge DSO of about 150 locations is in there. When we get together in, in this, this is what my superpower is. I am a connector. When I get all of those people in the room and watching them connect relationally and seeing the needs that each other has in their, in their, again, our core five, our faith, health, relationships, business, and finances. So whatever you need, whatever you need in those five areas, there's somebody in that room that can help you get where you want to, where you want to be and level up whatever area it is that you need to level up in. So what are, what are the five? Faith, uh, faith health, health. Uh, relationships, business, and finances. And people, and I tell them specifically in that order. Like if you get the faith component down in your life, you get the health journey. And I've, I'm down 82 pounds in two years. Amazing, you know, and I know you lost a bunch of weight as well. Health and then the relationships. If you, if you get those three components and you get those things in alignment in your life, the business and the finances, they're almost organic. I mean, it literally almost just happens. And that's exactly what I've seen in my life over the, over the past couple of years. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that, man. Um, I mean, you probably grew up like pretty, I imagine, pretty religious guy. I, I, no, I, I didn't even know anything. I never went to church. I was twenty five years old. Oh, really? Ever. So, what motivated that? Uh, I had a friend of mine, the next door neighbor, was a youth pastor. He was a student pastor, lived next door. Another guy that I played softball with every weekend, Jason James. They both went to the same church, and they invited me when I was twenty five. This is the first time I ever heard the gospel. First time that I ever understood. Wow, man, God, you. You created me and you love me. And Jesus did. Jesus took my place and took the punishment that I deserved. Why would I not want to? Why would I not want to make 
a commitment to you and, and, and really just exercise that faith for the first time in my life. And there was such, there was such a transformation in my life at 25 years old. That was August the 22nd, 1993. I was 25 years old. Um, such a transformation, a ton of people in my life, um, cousins, brother-in-laws, sisters, um, best friends that I grew up with. They saw me and they were like, dude, this is a different guy. This is not the same guy before, before he gave his life to Christ. So yeah, never grew up in church, dude. Didn't wow. never heard, been around it. I didn't know anything. I couldn't, if he told you to open the to first Thessalonians or the book of Matt, I would have no idea where it's at. And I had zero ideas. Matter of fact, one of my first Bibles I bought, you know, they have this one, the ones with the little tabs in it where you can see, because I was embarrassed because I didn't know where to open the Bible to. Um, but that, but that really was the beginning of God doing something in me and, really that spiritual gift of being a connector. Like how do I connect people? Um, and not again, not wanting something for them or from them, but something for them. How do, how do I connect people? And then it was just me connecting people to God and what he had for them. How long did that take though? Like for the, your first time going to church for you to be kind of three weeks, in. three That's weeks. It. Yeah, man, I gave my life to Christ. I went August the 8th, the 15th, 22nd. I gave my life to Christ, got baptized the next weekend. And dude, I was all in a year, year, year and a half later. I was in full-time ministry for about six years. Wow. Uh, grew a youth group, youth ministry. It was a brand new church startup. We had seven kids. I grew it to several hundred. Wow. I was speaking on stages around the country with some mentors that kind of caught notice and went, I don't know who this kid is, but I mean, I, I literally was doing things around the country. Nobody else was, maybe a handful of guys were doing around the country and it was just God. It was just God moving and got build relationships with guys like John Maxwell and a guy named Ron Luce, who was like one of the top guys that was kind of doing parachurch ministry. They had a big, um, a big youth conference called acquire the fire that they would travel around the country, you know, 10, 12,000 kids all the way up to his stadium events and like the silver dome in Pontiac and Indy 75, 80,000 people at him. Wow. Is yeah. this like a Baptist church? What kind of just church non-denominational. Just non-denominational. Yeah, just non-denominational. Yeah. So obviously you were all in, you got like, you know, hardcore into it. Yeah. Went, became a pastor. Mm -hmm. Were you side hustling real estate this whole time? I, I was doing not then when I first, after about six years of being a full-time vocational ministry in 2001, I traveled with a friend of mine. Uh, he played basketball in the NBA for a little bit, played at Pitt, uh, played on the AAU national championship team with Chris Weber and Jalen oh, Rose. Oh, they were, they were ridiculous. And so we traveled and did motivational high school assemblies. We spoke to about 325,000 kids a year. So you can imagine it was, we were on the road all the time speaking to high school assemblies uh, and kids, thousands and thousands of kids a week. And we were, we would speak Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We'd invite them out to an event. You can't share faith in a public school. We'd share faith. Mm -hmm. We had hundreds and hundreds of kids come to faith in Christ. I did that for a year and I had two small kids and I'm like, I can't keep doing this because I was gone. I went, about to, went to my best friend who owned a mortgage company. He's one of the top mortgage brokers in, in the Atlanta area. I said, dude, I need a job. He handed me keys to a LS 400. Uh, and he said, there's your office. Here's your two deals. I'm gonna show you how to work them. And then you're on your own. I made like 146 grand my first year and about the same the second year. And then the third year I went and got my mortgage broker's license and opened up my own shop. Wow. Mm -hmm. So this is like what, late 90s? Oh, uh, this was 01 to, I was with Chris from like 01 to 03. Okay. And then started my own, like it was Christmas of 04 is when I started my mortgage, my mortgage broker's office. That office is at 14 LOs at one time, Georgia, Florida, Alabama. Uh, we were the top wholesale broker for SunTrust and Countrywide four years in a row. We, we blew it up. That was back when mortgages were easy. And then yeah, the, what happened in 2008? <laughs> Ooh, that's exactly right. Yeah. So uh, that's when I opened my, that's when I got the financing for my office in New York City. That's bought a million dollars, over a million dollars yeah. right before, in the summer of 2008. 
right before the market crashed. I would never have been able to have borrowed yeah. money like that. Yeah. You know? No, not now. Or not yeah. then you wouldn't have. Yeah. Crazy. So then what happened in 2008? Yeah. So 2008, I opened an office. It's funny. I opened an office in Columbus. I hired the number one originator with SunTrust on the wholesale side. My AE, the person she worked for, AE was the same. He was paying her like 25, 30% on the front and the back. I said, I'll give you 50. We'll open an office. You'd be the office manager. We'll hire some more, some more LOs. And uh, opened that up July of 2007, the week after July the 4th. Opened it up, blew it up. The end of September of 2007 was the first round of Fannie Mae guideline changes where they did away with all the like, people say subprime, it wasn't subprime. It was the, you know, 580 credit score, 100% loan. Can you fog a mirror up? We're going to give you a loan. We're going to give you a house, which is ridiculous. We never should have been doing those deals anyway. Um, We did that. And then that was in September. We lost about 30, 40% of the business. January the 31st rolls around. The exact same thing happened again. They guideline changes. So they they were basically making it harder and harder to purchase a home. I had a ton of refi business back then. In February of 08, I had 11 loans on my desk that were mine. They were my personal deals. A year prior, I would have closed every one of them, made about 55, 57,000 that month just on my own, not counting all my other LOs or my two offices. I closed zero of them because by then there were so many foreclosures going, so many distressed properties, nothing would appraise. Uh, and literally that was kind of the beginning of the end. So like in 2007, you started to feel it. Oh yeah. To September, the end of September. So September 30th, October 1st of 2007 is when Fannie Mae changed it. They saw it coming. If you've seen the movie, the big short, a phenomenal movie, unbelievable movie. Yeah. He saw it. He looked at all the, you know, three, one negam arms and five, one interest only arms. And he's like, this is, this is going to blow up on somebody. And that's exactly what happened. So did your businesses dissolve? Oh, or? yeah, dude. I, I lost $2.8 million. I had 14, 15 properties at the time, $2.8 million. Yeah, because I literally went from making, you know, dollars $70,000 a month to making zero in a span of about three to six months. I mean, it literally dried up that fast. There's not a whole lot you can do. I mean, So you, did you go bankrupt? Oh, yeah. Filed bankruptcy in May of 08 on $2.8 million. Wow. Yep. And then how'd you, what happened then? Uh, I was already, it's funny. You, you asked that already when I did my grand opening in July of 07 at the office down in Columbus, Georgia, we had 120 agents. It was a ribbon cutting ceremony, paper, you know, all the stuff they do. I was, everybody left that night and we were, I mean, I'm super successful. We're, we're crushing it. I'm sitting at my desk that night and I just started crying and I'm like, and I, I just know God was speaking to me. This isn't what I have for you. And I knew God was pushing me back into and you were regularly running church or, and all the stuff oh yeah yeah, yeah. Stuff. yeah i knew i knew god was calling me back into full-time ministry to plant a church and so i had already started investigating what does it look like if i want to plant the church before all this happened so when this happened it was an easy segue for me to walk right into planting a church and then in um, 2009 i planted a church so i did that for about six years but you were broke were you broke? Oh yeah. Oh no, I was broke. Yeah, I so was like, broke. Where were we, like where were you living? Like, I mean, just house. I mean, obviously, we lost everything yeah. we had. My family gave us money to get going, and then I'm a hustler, man. Yeah. So you know, I could sell real estate. So I went right back into real estate. So even like um, during those hard times, where it was really hard to sell real estate. Yeah, you could still you could still do it if you knew yeah. what you were doing. I mean, I umpire college baseball. Umpire, I referee college basketball. So I mean, there was always things that you could do. But I just I just went into hustle. But you probably money, went from man. making this. To like oh, this. dude! I mean, I went from a lot to to little, and it's it's funny because people ask me about that all the time. My best friend called me. I'll never forget this. My best friend called me. I had to give him money to make his electric bill payment. Dude, he's making like eight nine hundred million bucks a year. 
and when I say it turned, dude, it turned so fast. It's I saw it coming a few months before, but I knew it was inevitable. Like there's nothing we can do. I mean, because you couldn't sell anything because yeah. the housing, the house prices had dropped 30, 40%. You, I mean, unless you had ridiculous equity, then you're not going to do that. So I just looked at it and I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Here's what the next six months or the year is going to look like. And that's what we did. Rented a house and kind of wrote it out and just worked at doing whatever I could until, because I knew again, God was calling us back into ministry, planted a church um, in 2009, 2010, did that for about six years, seven years. And that was then, what you were doing full time? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was doing so that's like, is like. 50, 50K a year. Yeah. <laughs> I went from making over 50K a month to 50K yeah. a year. But I was okay. I just knew that's what God had called me back to do. And I'll tell you what's funny. We did that for about six years. Found out that my daughter, my 23, I've got four daughters, 26, 23, 19, 14. Found out my 23-year-old at the time was her senior year of high school. Found out she had epilepsy. She had a seizure. Her first day of her senior year of high school, uh, did all the workup, did everything. She's fine. You know, no more seizures. Can't drive for six months. So it's February of the next year, her senior year before she could drive. And uh, she started driving again. Fine. Graduates. We sent her to, to Birmingham to uh, it's like a leadership academy for ministry, people that want to do ministry. And they had about they got about a thousand, about a thousand students in it right now. And sent her there the next February. We got a call from my oldest daughter, who also went to Highlands College, that Sarah Beth had had an accident. She fell asleep in a car, rolled across some traffic, and just rolled up on a curb. And uh, found out that basically she didn't. She had another seizure. We brought her home, got her tested, sleep deprivation um, work up. And that's when they said, hey, she's got, she's got juvenile epilepsy. So we knew that. Then we started investigating who's the best, where's the best place for her to go. Who's the best doctor? So UAB has got one of the top epilepsy centers in America, like 12 doctors that specialize specifically in epilepsy. Got her tested there. They said, listen, she's on the very low end of the spectrum. We can probably get this under control with, with medicine. They have seen that seizure in mm -hmm. three years now. Um, but that was probably one of the things that, that that's how I transitioned out of ministry and moved back so into like Birmingham. 2016. 2016, yep. 2016 and uh, 2016-2017 and then went back into real estate. I knew real estate. I didn't do I was a mortgage broker before this time I just went on the real estate side. Like as a broker. Yeah, just no, I wasn't even a broker. I was just an agent, just working as an agent okay. with the virtual properties. Quickly, you know, crushed it. I was seventh number 7 in 2019 out of 3700 agents. Did wow. 8 9 million dollars in in um Eight nine million dollars in transactions, which in that area I was in is a lot. Um, crushed it, and then um, twenty nineteen October twenty nineteen ran into a little five foot five dude named Grant Cardone at a uh, at a ten x boot camp. You could and, sign up for the tennis, like you went to the yeah, tennis yeah. Game. I went to the top, top of your game. I actually signed up. What I didn't even know who he was. I had yeah. no idea who Grant was. Saw him on an Instagram ad in October of twenty nineteen. I was making one hundred fifty, one hundred sixty grand a year, working fifteen hours a week. But you, you know, dude, we're we're both. We've got that dog in us, man. I, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm. People go, you made 150 grand, and you were bored. Yeah, I was like, this is not what this is not what God has for me. Like, there's more in me than what I'm doing. And real estate didn't do it for me, you know. Um, met Grant uh, on an Instagram thing. Hopped on a webinar on a Saturday. Supposed to be 90 minutes, two and a half hours. He hadn't even come up for air, bro. He's just delivering. He's just delivering value. And he pitches his he pitches his mentorship programs like a thousand bucks for like twelve weeks. I signed up for that mentorship it's all program. Online, online. Yeah, it's all online Zoom call. And we're like fourteen hundred people, I think, in that original thing. I signed up for that. Um, I was working. What's crazy is I was working my largest real estate deal ever at the time, three million dollars. 
for an African pastor friend of mine in Atlanta. So the property that we had, this is so crazy. This is crazy. The property that we had was unlisted. It was owned by about a 70-year-old Chinese guy who doesn't speak English. We had to go through his 22-year-old grad student daughter. She was kind of my... She was kind of my 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 interpreter. Yeah. So we go in, we put the building under contract for three million. Uh, it's just that's a it was a seventy eight thousand seven hundred fifty dollar commission for me, largest commission I'd ever had, even when I was a broker. And we go in, and the Monday night we had the 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 webinar with him on Saturday. Started the mentorship program Monday night. Monday afternoon, I get a call from the bank. He goes, hey man, your deal's dead. I said, what do you mean my deal's dead? He goes, your appraisal came in at two point six two five million. We're 375,000 short. I'm like, crap. Like, it's just, I mean, it's a big deal for me. That's half of what I made in a year in one deal. And um, I hop on a call that night on the mentorship call. Grant goes, come to, come to Miami for 10X boot camp. I'm like, how much is it? It's like another three or four grand. I'm like, I'm in. So I'm like five grand into Grant. I had no idea who he was, right? I'm like 5K into Grant already. And, um, so Tuesday, I talked. is it because you believed in him or like what? Like I just I had never been around that many people who had more energy than I did. I just I don't get around. So people all like the that. people that were there were like high energy, like Grant. Oh, in Miami, yes, yeah. and I'll I'll get to that. So Tuesday, I tried to do a I tried to get them to lower the price on the building. Well, they're not going to lower the price. It's three million bucks. Our deal's dead. Fly to Miami on That's Friday. That's what the guy wanted. He's yes, like, he's like three million. I'm not taking because it was listed. Yeah, yeah, like it was an unlisted property. He goes, I found if I don't get three million, I'm not going I'm not going to sell the building. So I go down to Miami on Friday. I sit through 10X boot camp. I'm like, oh my God, weird. It was like a it was like a room full of me. I'm like, these people are freaking on. Man, they're passionate about what they're doing. Um, that was Friday, Saturday morning. I walk into a session on becoming a Cardone licensee. Good friend of mine now, Richie Dolan, who's LeBron's mindset, coaches Mike Tyson, coaches everybody. Richie's doing the thing. We get done with that session, and I'm like, I'm interested in this. I walk out in the hallway. It's me, Richie, two other ladies, and then Grant walks down the hallway. Looks me in the eye and he goes, uh, Richie introduces him to me. He goes, puts his finger out in my face. Why are you here? And he's little. He's like, he's five foot five. He's a little dude. And so uh, no one would know that if they follow No, him heck no, no. But he's little. He's a little dude. And uh, I said, Grant, I'm here for two reasons. Number one, I said, I want to blow the lid off my mindset of what's a lot of money. And I want to be able to help guys who want to plant churches, not struggle financially like I did. And he spent five minutes with me. And at the very end, they're trying to drag him out of there to go get on stage because he's supposed to be on stage. And he goes, Ken, if you let me, I'll help you. I said, yes, sir. And so we get done. After he does that next session, we have a Q&A private for the people that had joined the, joined the uh, little uh, mentorship program. <laughs> Excuse me. We walk into it. Did I grab the mic? I pitched my real estate deal, the $3 million deal. Like, here's what I got. And he, he's already, he already calls me a preacher now because he's like, okay, preacher. He goes, just buy the building. And I'm, like, I'm like, what do you mean buy the building? He goes, if you overpay for the building today, whoever buys it from your client in the future will overpay for it then. Okay. We get done at 5 o'clock. I pick the phone up and I call Pastor Steve. And I'm like, hey, Steve, I'm down here in Miami with this guy named Grant Cardone at this thing called 10X Boot Camp. Oh, I love Grant Cardone. I've got money invested in Cardone Capital. I'm like, well, fantastic. Let me tell you what he told me to do. He goes, okay, how are you going to do it? I said, I'm going to fly home Monday. We're going to have a meeting, and I'm going to ask the seller to hold a seller held second for the $375,000. He did. We closed it on Wednesday. I made $78,750. Wow. That so I, what does that mean exactly, though? Seller so, holds So second. it's a seller held second. So the so the transaction price was still $3 million. The bank came with 80% of the, 2. of the 2625 
80% of that, they had to put 20% down. And then the seller kept a second for 375000 So they had two notes, basically. So they had to pay so the guy off. That's like, exactly like right. what a 10-year. It was a five-year balloon. Okay. It was a five-year balloon. So in five he years, was cool he was just going to. Yeah, he was good. And we closed it on Wednesday. I made 78750 bucks. Wire, biggest wire that I, at that time, had ever gotten. Um, hopped on the mentorship call. Grant, I clo- who's got wins? I got a win. Let me tell you about this deal. And from that point forward, Grant and I have been close. Wow. And I went down. That was that was the end of October, first of November. I went down December the 9th. That was the first time I spoke for him there. Shared that story specifically. So did he tell you that that specific structure for the deal? No, no, no. He didn't really tell me. He just talked about just doing the building. Okay. And then from there, I mean, I'm a I've been doing more. Really, right, right. I, I can figure that out. Yeah. My thing was was how are we going to do this? They don't have cash to do eighty percent down or twenty percent down and three hundred seventy five k. Right, right. right. Um, I well, figured that's that, like. Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, we can do that. Let's try that. And when I called him, he said, let's do it. And we closed it. And uh, from that point, you know, that point forward, um, Grant, I've been close. He's been a a huge advocate for me. Man, pull me on Instagram lives. I spoke down at 10X twice. Uh, But it all started with, it all started with there. And it all started with him. And from there, two months later, I started GSD. And that was in pandemic hit. I was going to do a conference in Atlanta in May of 2019. John Maxwell, my buddy David Pollitt from ESPN's College Game Day, a bunch of friends of mine, and the pandemic hit. Um, and I was going to launch my online course, my online um, mentorship at that conference in May. Well, COVID hit in March. Well, heck, I launched it that week. I said, we're going to start this week. Here's what it cost. It was like 400 bucks at the time. It's 6K a year now. It was like $400. I had like 29 or 30 people sign up, which was revenue. And that was a 12-week, I think it was a 12-week deal. We did that and we started this year where our goal is 5.192 million. Wow. And that was two and a half years ago. So what's the what's the value you offer the folks that are part of this mentorship program? Yeah, so a lot I, of it's, there's multiple tiers I saw. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. So we've got so we've got several things. Obviously, I've got the courses. Um, our coaching community that I do online is six K a year. I do two coaching calls a week, Monday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern, Wednesday night. But these are 8, Zoom with 8 p.m. We do Zoom call. Yeah, we've got about you know, 35 to 45 entrepreneurs on those calls, all different levels. I mean, I've got them from startup to, I got a couple of guys doing over a hundred million a year, crushing it. Um, we do that. So I, what value are they garnering from this? I mean, they seem like they've already kind of figured it out. Guys um, community. So I, the, I do three things, build confidence, gain clarity and create community. Those are the three things that we do. Um, and I don't care what level you're at, you know, like let's say Doug Voltsky, my buddy in, in uh, South Dakota, 91 million he'll do this year. His goal is 275K a day in revenue. He's got 20 some odd auto body repair shops all over the Midwest, a lot of storage uh, facility space. And Which uh, he rents out or? That he rents out, okay. yeah, yeah. That's his. That's one, that's one of his investments. You know, for Doug, it's, you know, he is, I call him the sage of GSD because he's been following Tony Robbins for 35 years. He's read every book. This, I mean, Og Mandino to Zig Ziglar to Jim Rohn to, to Tony to John Maxwell. He's read them all. And uh, for him, it's community. He gets to come in and help. And he does, man. When we have a call like we did last week about developing a, a wealth mindset, what does it look like to have a wealth mindset? You know, I, I text him that day. I said, hey, Doug, this is what I'm going to talk about tonight. I would love your feedback and input. Sure, man, I'm there. He's been there since day one. Is he a paying member? Is this there? No, he, a, oh, yeah. Oh, no, okay. he pays. Yeah, he, pay, he pays to be in the group. Yeah. Um, he, it's, it's a community. So it's confidence, clarity, and community. So it's kind of so, like a country club for entrepreneurs. Sort yeah, of. Yeah. No, well, the mastermind that I have, that's 50K a year. That's that's really what that is like. Yeah. But I mean, you you have access and you're in the room with guys. I mean, if there's, I don't care where you're stuck in your business. In that, and even in the, even in my GSD community that's online, 
I don't care where you're stuck with your, in your business. There's people in that room that can help you get unstuck. So it's confidence, clarity, and community. And the community part, obviously, being a pastor, which it's which is what I bring. And I, what we do right now inside of my online community and inside of my mastermind, nobody, I don't know anyone in the country that's doing what we're doing with it being a faith-based community and a faith-based mastermind. And even my conference uh, in Atlanta that we do every year with John. And I mean, I got John Maxwell. John's coming back again this year. Ed Milet, Jesse Itzler. I mean, the lineup's insane. Yeah. The people that we have coming in, it's a, it's a faith-based conference. John this year will talk about faith on Friday morning. That's going to be, that's going to be his. How do I take faith and incorporate it in my life and in my business? That's what John's going to talk about this year. What are some pearls that I'm sure you've heard him speak about? Oh, John's, John's, I mean, he is the, he's the godfather of, of leadership development. Um, you know, John's thing is I quote him all the time. You know, you show me your five friends. I'll tell you what your future looks like. Let me see what your daily routine looks. I can tell you how successful you are about what your daily routine, or I always segue that into your morning routine. Cause you know, me and you're both that I'm up at four, four thirty AM. I'm in the gym. My, my morning routine is very regimented. Even here, I mean, I'm up. We we did work out this morning with Josh and some of the team. Uh, I'm up doing what I know I need to do. Um, I love John says, if you think you're a leader and nobody's following you, you're just out taking a walk. You know, leadership is influence. Man, I can go on and on and on. Yeah. 21 laws of leadership, you know, the law of the big mo, um, all the things that John talks about. Um, What's the law of the big mo? Law of this momentum. momentum. It's all about momentum, man. And I talked about it on my call, on my coaching call last night. You know, I get this this past week, I got invited. Hugh Jackson, who's a former NFL head coach for the Raiders and the Browns, dear friend of mine. Love you, Coach Hugh, if you listen to this. Um, he's now the head coach at Grambling State, you know, one of the HBCUs. Mm -hmm. And he texts me, I don't know, a month ago. He said, would you come speak to the team? I said, dude, I'd love to. So I actually went in this Friday and spoke to the team Friday night before their game with Jackson State, whose head coach is Deion Sanders yeah. now. And so I got to see Deion a little bit on Saturday morning. So I go in, I speak to the team on Friday night and, um, and dude, they're just, I'm talking about mindset. And most of these kids grew up kind of like I did. And I grew up in Pontiac. Dad worked, worked, worked for General Motors, kind of a rough neighborhood. Most of these kids didn't have a lot. And so I'm talking, what are your goals? And I got kids raised in hand to go to the NFL. I want to go, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to make my family proud. I want to play in the NFL. And I talked about mindset relationships, number one, because I always, it's always relationships. And what I told those kids then was, how many of you guys want to go in the NFL? Every hand in the room, 102 players. Want to go to the NFL? How many of you guys know your your head your head coach over here was a head was one of fourteen African Americans ever to be head coach in the NFL? He's been there twice, and he was an OC for like eight or nine years. If there's anybody in the world, how many of you guys have went to coach? I said, Coach, can I get ten minutes of your time today? I'd love for you to tell me how I can be a better player, how I can add more value to the team, and what do I need to do to to get the best shot or the best chance possible for me to play in the NFL? Guess how many hands went up in the room? Zero. Zero. Now I said, now how many – and his, their defensive coordinator also played big-time D1, also played in the NFL, was also a coordinator with coach when he was at the Cleveland Browns. Now how many of you guys are going to go to Coach Thornton and ask him the same thing? Like you, you got, you've got to lean on these relationships that you have. They're right there. Let me tell you something. Anybody that knows what it takes to get in the NFL, especially on the offensive side, it, it's coach. So I go in, I speak to the team Friday night. I'm talking mindset. And I, it just, God just, right in the middle of my talk, God spoke to me. I said, how many of you guys in here, I've got a course on mindset where I talk about limiting beliefs like fear, insecurity, scarcity, and about three or four other ones. It's a thousand dollars a course online. If I gave it to you, would you go through it? Every hand in the room goes up. I said, coach, I'm going to donate 120 licenses for you guys. Take the whole football program, staff, everybody through that mindset course. 10 minutes a day, take you about two months to walk through it. And then you just recycle it. Just keep going through it. 
over and over. I got an email yesterday. I've got a call tomorrow morning. Kimberly is Coach Hughes' assistant, runs his whole life. Football, his tequila company, his nonprofit, everything. And Kimberly has set me up with the Urban Radio Network tomorrow to get into 100 HBCUs and to be able to give these courses in there. You want to talk about, you want to talk about momentum? That's an insane, I just literally impromptu in the middle of a talk last Friday night said, hey guys, how many of you guys like to go through this course? And now I have a conversation tomorrow, Roland Martin, who's a huge conservative African-American talk show guy. I got to, I'm going to go on his show and push this to a hundred HBCUs and, and help get their mindset where their mindset needs to be. It's an unbelievable opportunity. Like that's, that's what momentum looks like. I was sharing with you earlier. Called with a guy who's a billionaire last week. Supposed to be 15 minutes, turned into an hour and 27 minutes. Text me two days ago, I'm on a flight going to Dallas to film a TV show. Ken, can you come see me at my property in Montana this weekend? Yes, sir, you better believe I can. <laughs> Rewired my whole, rechanged my whole weekend plans. Hey, it's got on phone my executive assistant. I need to go here, here, and here. Get it changed. It, 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 that is, when John talks about momentum, that's momentum. Like right now, there is so much momentum. You know what's crazy? You'll love this. Right in the middle of all this momentum, we had the biggest revenue week ever the second week in August. I did $102,600 in revenue in one week. It was our first six-figure week we've ever had. Our goal this year is 5.192, so we got to hit 100 k every week to be able to hit that, obviously. Those are easy numbers. We hit 102000 uh, next week was like it was it's I was I was mad because it was 13k next week was like 57k 63k the next week after that and just barely missed 100k week again last week this week we should clear that 100k mark well I got to the end of August and I'm like okay core five faith health relationships business finances okay God you're doing something really current and if you've read good to great by Jim Collins he talks about the doom loop and he talks about building an s curve on top of the s curve I'm looking across going okay what do I need to do to, because I know I can, I can feel what's coming. And we talked about growth early because we've been following each other for almost a couple of years. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, I need a 90 day reset. I'm going to do a 90 day reset. So I'm going to take each of those areas, faith. I've got all my different things I'm going to do for my faith component. One of them is even going to church. I'm not watching online. I'm going to physically get up and go to church every Sunday. My all my quiet time I do on my phone. My worship time I do on my phone. Did my you apps. switch to going like zooming? S sometimes, like, during yeah. Co so, during COVID, I, or? well, they, when they when they did, yes. But I I usually, but you know how it is. You get busy. Yeah. You get busy. It's hard to go. You're like, ah, I can do breakfast and sit here on the couch and watch it. Mm -hmm. It's just not the same. It's not the same. No, it's not the same. So I'm like, no, I'm going to do this. I, I raise the level of discipline in those five areas in my health. Keto, no alcohol. No alcohol for 90 days. I don't drink a ton, but I like a good, I like my bourbon. bourbon I know that. Yeah, I, I love my bourbon. I just bought some bourbons. Think of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love my bourbon. And then on the relationship side, I'm single. I said no dating and no sex and no relationships for 90 days. But I'm like, I'm sitting, I'm writing this stuff down. I'm like, this is what I'm going to commit to. And then I get in the finance side. Uh, the so wait, so just go go through the five again. Like, yeah. so, so it's faith, faith health, health, relationships. So basically for your relationships, it was like not to have a relationship. That's exactly right. I'm no relationships. And then I even stepped up. Okay. With my relationships with my four daughters, this is what it's going to look like the next 90 days. Got it. Dad's going to take, dad's going to kick that into over, over. Got and it. that's Got exactly it. what I've done with him. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, I communicate with my kids every day with either if I'm with them or not with them, I communicate every day. Video text. Um, I'll shoot them a voice text. I'll shoot them a text. I'll shoot them a phone call every single day. Doesn't matter where I'm traveling. Doesn't, doesn't matter where I'm at. 
um, on the business side, 75K to 100K a week. That, those are the numbers we're going to hit. And then on the finance side, pay off what little debt I have, and I want to identify me a piece of property so I can build a house this year. So you separate business and finance, like two separate things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and there, obviously, if one's going well, the other one's going to go as well. Yeah. That's interesting, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a, I mean, there's a lot, lot to chew on with all that stuff you just said, man. But I did that at at the height. Yeah. Like, I did that after the, the best two or three weeks we've ever had. Yeah. I didn't, because our natural tendency as humans is to do what? Take the foot off the gas coast, and just coast. Yeah. You better believe it's, it. It's just really you said, interesting that you said that. Like, for me, like, it's sort of similar. Like I was at a point in my career, this was like 2017, where I had like these two offices. Things were like running full steam ahead. You know, I had, you know, I was making a significant amount of income. Um, and I've, I've told you the story. Like mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, it was like it was the summer of 2017 where I was like, wow, like I've really made it, you know, living in this house in this neighborhood that I used to actually be a service guy and nice like, you know, Valley Park cars, yeah. working in the restaurants. Yeah. Go drive into the country club in my Ferrari that I used to Valley Park cars at. <laughs> um, and like, you know, I was like, holy shit, I've made it. Like, you know, like this is it. I'm living the dream. I like, I finally made it. I did it for two weeks and I realized this sucks. Like, mm. this is not, this can't be the rest of my life. Like, mm. and having more of what I have is not going to add any value. So when you talk about a reset, like that, mm-hmm. you know, really mm-hmm. it takes a lot of like sort of soul searching. And mm-hmm. I think there's these micro resets are very, very important. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, like you're saying, the 90 days, it's three months, man, you know, like in a long life. And that could reset the whole trajectory of your next decade. Yeah. yeah. And, and it also puts you in position to be able to receive what God's about to bring in your life. It puts you in position to be able to, for you to be, and what I said was, I'm, I'm going to take 90 days to become the best version of Ken Jocelyn that I've ever been before. Like, that's my goal. And, you know, there's things in there, dude, I I, I want a bourbon. Man, I, the other, I went to pool the other day and I'm like, Man, a, a, a truly or a white claw sounds good today. Nope. I was I was with friends. I'm going to Montana. Vic's a huge bourbon guy. I mean, he's got he's got nice bourbon. <laughs> and I'm like, and, and Nate's like, dude, sucks to be you this weekend, right? And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And, but yeah. it's just no. You know, I choose not to have this today so I can have what I know is coming in my future tomorrow. Yeah, I love I love that, man. You know, like you talked about this earlier about like, you know, all of these things are basically bleed into each other right mm-hmm. like the, all mm-hmm. these like and everyone has different compartments in their life like those are your five right you know? and i think everyone has like similar let me call them mm-hmm. different things but they're sort of similar compartments sure. but they all feed into each other um and like you know when you were talking about fitness i you know how you lost all that mm-hmm. weight like that for me like my fitness transformation was the single most important thing in terms of my momentum in life that i've ever done mm. you know it required a ton of discipline yeah it required saying no to drinking no to all these things you know that i before i didn't even think twice about there was like <laughs> i was completely undisciplined but i didn't even realize that i was so yeah. undisciplined <laughs> until i started getting disciplined about it but more important than all of that for me was like the the power of that transformation mm. just to like see like wow like i was capable of making this crazy transformation and every year like my goal every year is to get bigger and bigger and bigger you know like yeah. is to you know just put yeah. on more pounds of muscle yeah. like, you know, that's that's my goal every year and like the, the ability to do that to see that you can actually mm-hmm. you can actually set a goal and hold yourself to it and achieve it that makes me a better dad it makes me a better husband mm-hmm. it makes me a better doctor it makes me a better boss mm-hmm. it makes me a better friend you know all of these things you know, they really do bleed into each other, but it all kind of boils down to that discipline and accountability, like mm-hmm. holding yourself accountable. So like these 90 days, like listen, but the truth is if you had a bourbon, 
like it's not going to like screw up your trajectory, right. but it will screw up your mindset a little bit because yeah. you didn't hold yourself accountable to a goal that you set have, for yourself. Have you seen the Have you seen the interview with Kobe Bryant and Patrick Bet David? Yeah, that's unbelievable. When yeah. he asked him about the contract he signed, yeah, he goes, "So you you sign a contract with yourself every offseason?" I think it was the last interview Kobe did yeah, before he it passed was, away. It actually, was yeah. yeah. And he goes, "I heard you sign a contract." He goes, "Tell me about the contract." He goes, "It's it's my workout routine in the offseason." He goes, I signed that contract. He goes, what do you do when you get tired? He goes, I get up. He said, once I sign that contract and make a commitment, there's no negotiating with myself. Yeah. Because we're master negotiators yeah. with ourselves. But like you said, you you went through that season and look what it's done. It, it The momentum you're experiencing will last for the rest yeah. of your life. And the confidence you've built out of that moment is like, dude, there's nothing I can't do. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing totally. I can't accomplish. One of the reasons I actually couldn't meet you for lunch today and ask you to do this is because it conflicted with my workout schedule. Oh, there you go. Because I yeah. had to get yeah. it. Like, I'm literally obsessed about it. I if I don't too. get yeah. those workouts in and have like a very regimented workout, it just, like, it's a big mind fuck yeah. for me. Yeah. No, and I like, it. just, like, I'm like really down on myself. If I well, don't you don't, it. all the endorphins and all the stuff that your body <laughs> releases, you feel like a, like, there's times I get up at four and I go to the 5 a.m. F45 class and I'm standing there and my pre workout hadn't kicked in yet. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? But I know in 45 to 50 minutes, I'm going to be like, bro, you can go conquer the freaking world. Yeah. There's nothing you can't accomplish after yeah. you just did what you did. Yeah, man. I love it. Yeah. So talk to us just a little bit about, you know, I could keep you here all day, man. <laughs> <laughs> but about like where people can find you. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I know all the sources, but I want to hear it from. Yeah, at, at Ken Jocelyn on Instagram. That's the best place. Um, GrowStackDrive.com, G-R-O-W, Stack, S-T-A-C-K, Drive, D-R-I-V. Can you explain what that means exactly? Um, well, so here's the deal, and I'll tell you exactly where it came from. GSD is what we call it now. We're two and a half years old. So I was in a room. We were getting ready to do that conference. So that was going to be the name of the conference we did in January. So I'm in the conference room. My buddy Nate, who worked for John Maxwell forever, my executive assistant, two other guys. We've got all these, we've got all these giant post-it notes. We're writing down like the, the words that we love the best. Like, what are the words? And everybody had their own post-it note. Then we went through and we scratched off the ones we didn't like. We circled the ones we liked. And by the end of the whole exercise, we were left with grow, stack, and drive. Like those are the things that we were like going to stack do. wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like stack your wins, you know, drive results, you know, grow as an individual. And we did that. And and again, a lot of people never get started because they because they're like, I gotta have it perfect. Wow, we don't even like what we started with with, with GSD. We don't really ever even talk about it anymore. Yeah. It's completely more. You almost never see it anywhere on your platform. I was like scrolling through your Instagram yeah, yeah. a little bit. Um, just to see like where I could find that. You got to yeah. like, scroll pretty far down your feed to actually yeah. find that. But it's on like your website's growth. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, I mean, everybody calls it GSD. Yeah. It's my GSD Elite Mastermind. It's our GSD community. That's what we call it, which is funny because somebody asked me one day at my conference, they were like, does that stand for get shit done? Did you do that on purpose? And I'm like, yeah, we did that on purpose. No, we did not do that on purpose. That's it's just, great, though. No, it is exactly yeah. what they asked me. Is that stand for get shit done? I said, you better believe it does. <laughs> That's awesome. No, we didn't do that on purpose. I tell you, the My favorite quote I've heard in the last two and a half years was from my dear friend and mentor, Sharon Lecter, co-author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Her and I and Tim Story were doing an event. At, we were in an event together. And she said, you don't need magic. You need motion. She goes, just move. If you've got a dream, just act and start getting in motion. And, and Jim Rohn says speed increases focus. Yeah. You don't need magic. You just need motion. You know, it's funny that you said that. And especially particularly with that book, like during the pandemic, I actually read, that was one of the books that I was, I read. I've been sitting around on my, like, I have a stack of books that, you know, that I like, I buy, like I buy like right. 10 books at a time, but you know, 
it takes me a little while to get through them. Yeah, I love too. reading. But that was like, okay, so I read that book. And when I was done reading that book, I was like, wow, man. I was like, I'm like, I'm in like that box where I'm like, just like a worker, like a W-2 mm-hmm, guy. Mm-hmm. And like, I have like really, like I own like the buildings where my offices right. are and like my office in the city. I own the real estate. But that's like not really, right. it's like I'm just putting it in one pocket, from one pocket into the other. And I was like, wow. It really was like a mind fuck for me. So I immediately, <laughs> like literally as soon as I was done reading that book, I talked to one of my friend's dads who was like an entrepreneur. He's like big into real estate mm-hmm. and stuff. And, you know, he was, he knew I was a doctor. He's like, what do you do? I was like, you know, he's like, I know you're a doctor. He's like, what does your wife do? She's a dentist. He's like, oh, okay, you know, it's cute and all. Like, you guys are doctors and stuff. <laughs> but you really need to get into real estate. Yeah. And he's like, you should buy like an apartment building, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So then I started hardcore looking for apartment buildings, looking for apartment buildings like crazy. And then his son is also a very successful entrepreneur. And I actually played golf with him. And he's like, hey, man, my uncle is into all these like triple net leases and he's mm-hmm. like killing it with it. Mm-hmm. And he kind of sold me on that. So I was like, all right, all right, that's cool. <laughs> Maybe that'll do that. Cause it's a little less yeah. work, like mm-hmm. kind of getting into mm-hmm. that, you know? So I got a broker and I literally bought two. I own a Popeyes and a Burger King. Yeah. At, but I literally just did that on a whim after yeah. I read that book, realizing I needed to do something. Yeah. But motion, man. Like I could yeah. be, I could think about it forever yeah. and never pull the trigger. And it was yeah. probably like the fucking best thing I ever did. Yeah. You know, just like instead of that, like Grant always Talk, says, take action. Like don't have your money sitting yeah. in your bank account. That's yep. like useless. Yep. Like cash is, it, a, is. it is like a, I mean, it's obviously now with all the inflation, it's a declining right. asset. Yeah. Like, you know, it's yep. worth less and less every day. Yep. But if you put it in something, you know, you're, it's value, mm-hmm. you know, and you're building value. And that was like, it's right after I read that book that yeah. I did that. It's exactly what you just said, yeah. man. But that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's all not all about like, okay, I'm going to start my diet when the, after this day or when the timing is right. right. It's like when you said 90 day reset, it starts now. Yeah, that's exactly right. Right, like yeah, literally. I think I started. It's really not a. I guess it is ninety days because the thirty-one days in uh, in in October. I started like the second or third of September. And I'm like, dude, we're doing this. I'm doing this right now. Like, there's so much in my life, and there's so many things that I know that I want to achieve and do. I'm willing to pay the price over the next ninety days to be able to have what I know God wants me to have in the future and impact the lives I know that God's called me to impact. I love it all, man. Yeah, dude. Um, so there's a lot of like motivational like guys on Instagram and gals um, and you know like in all honesty and I've met a bunch of them too yeah, yeah. most of them are like really have no substance like right. there's no foundation to it it's not like like a guy like Tony Robbins has this track record of success right. he's like you know, right, you know right. he's yeah. a successful guy you know yeah. um, Gary Vee very successful yeah, yeah. guy you yeah. know there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, that have a tracker, but there's a lot of guys that don't, you know, and yeah. I think what it's important about this and especially for folks that see a post from you, but they don't know who you are. is like, mm-hmm. there's, you're a guy who's like had, and, and David Meltzer, I'll say as an example yeah, yeah. as well, like a guy who's like has a track record of success, mm-hmm. lost everything, but then built it back mm-hmm. up again. Mm-hmm. There's some like showing that resilience or just mm-hmm. showing like making something from nothing. There's a lot of value there, you yeah. know, and, I think it's important, especially for like the kids out there that are on Instagram or TikTok and are kind of following these motivational figures. It's important to like follow some of that. It's actually what they're teaching is built on a foundation right. of success. And They've you know, actually done what they talk about. Right. They didn't see it or read it in a book. And now they're going to regurgitate right. what somebody else said for them to do. Absolutely. But you are, I mean, I learned more about a lot more about you from this yeah. conversation. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're certainly a guy that I look up to. You know, I, I, I love all the your stuff that you say on there. But now learning some more of the backstory, and you see the substance mm-hmm. behind it, 
it just makes it that much more valuable. Yeah, yeah I, I investigate, man. Before you spend money, I tell people all the time, you know, before you go spend money on, especially on the internet stuff, it apps. Some of the stuff that we see absolutely drives drives me crazy. I mean, I, I got a guy that I know who was in another guy that I know is Rolls Royce, and he took a picture of him in the driver's seat, which is fine, but then he used it and he put it one of his quotes over there, which makes it look like what? That's his Rolls. It's his car. Yeah. I'm like, bro, that ain't your car. You've got a brand new vet. I mean, he's got a brand new hundred and whatever they cost. Just put it in that. Yeah. You know, it, it's just. It's, and I know his heart, and I knew he didn't do that on purpose. I just said, dude, this is what it looks like. Yeah. You know, and he and he's successful. But you don't you don't have to go that far. But there's so many people out there, dude, renting cars, renting Lambos, all that kind of stuff. I, I would say this. Authenticity is the key. The first time I heard Gary Brecker talk about authenticity, he talked about how we as human beings, we admit frequencies when we communicate. And he said authenticity is when we have a – a, a high belief in a subject and a, and we're very passionate about it. When those two things mix, there's authenticity. The most sought after frequency from human beings is authenticity. So when you get out there and you're real, because of the world we live in, do you cut through all the noise? People go, man, there's, there's something about this dude. There's something about this girl that's different. I don't encourage you this. I don't ever plug my podcast, but I will on this one. My 90 day reset that I just did about two weeks ago go it is so raw and so real it's like 52 minutes i never go over 20 to 25 on my coaching with ken dude it's so raw and so real of because i want people to know what i've walked through just relationally childhood trauma that i had no idea was even an issue at 54 years old that just in the last seven eight months i'm like oh my god that's why i do this because of this and I'm learning. And that's that's been the number one cause for me to go in and do some really deep work. Like with therapy? Oh, dude, I th I'm with two different therapists. So one of my health goals, my one of my health goals is therapy one to two times a week. And I tell people all the time. I was I was just on a call. Well, this girl's wanting to join my mastermind. She's a big therapist in New Jersey and huge practice. And I told her, I said, I tell people all the time, therapy is like changing your oil in your car. You don't you don't go to the Toyota dealership in your in your Land Cruiser when the engine's locked up. You go every three to five thousand miles. It literally is just it's it's preventive maintenance. Now, if you've got some trauma or some things that have happened to you, you may have to have some more intensive stuff done. But it's just therapy. It's just helping you become the best version of you. It's not there's no stigma to yeah. going to therapy. So I love that you said that. Um, you know, I had Bedros on my podcast oh, uh, yeah. a while back. He's a force of a yep. human as well. Um, but he talked a lot about, you know, we kind of had a much mm -hmm. more in-depth conversation about therapy. You know, he had a lot of shit to mm -hmm. work on. Um, and like the, the folks in my life that are kind of like the most evolved are folks that are have been through therapy and therapy. You know, it just gives you like a level of introspection and, you know, self-awareness, which I think, like like you said before, allows you to cut through the noise. Yeah. It enables you to be authentic, yeah. right? Well, you know, listen, the people that have done the most have paid the greatest price. I say it all the time. Uh, the greater the vision, the higher the price you're going to have to pay to get there. The more people you want to impact, the more people you want to reach, the greater the price you're going to have to pay to get there. And a lot of times it's not just with you learning about business and learning all the principles and fundamentals of relationship. A lot of times it's just with you. You know, uh, Dave Ramsey says all the time, you know, the guy you have the biggest fight with is the guy you shave with in the mirror every day. Like it's you. It's you versus you. Um, Eric Thomas, ET, just came out with his new book. I think it's called You Versus You. I think that's the name of the book that, that Eric just did. It really, it's, it's you are your competition. Great leaders understand that. Nobody else is my competition. 
It's me. I'm the one that keeps me from being successful. I love it, man. Yeah. I think that's a perfect place to close, my man. Appreciate you. Ken, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you, man. Honored, my friend. All right. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Mudgill Podcast. The corresponding video can be found on YouTube, IGTV, and Facebook. Let's get it.